Hello, everyone, and welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you tips, tools, and resources to help you discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, holistic health and mindfulness coach, Amanda Bickham. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Transformation Tuesday. I am really excited to be bringing you a special guest, Broderick Boyd. As you guys have seen from the title, the beginning of our show for Transformation Tuesday is From Wimp to Warrior, How to Embrace the Inner Wild Man, Masculinity the Healthy Way. So a little bit about my guest, I want to bring a little bit of a summary in here. So Brody struggled for years with loneliness, depression, and suicidal thoughts before he finally breaks through, hired a dating coach, and shortly after met his amazing and highly supportive wife, Anita. Brody has now been helping thousands of successful men all over the world for over 13 years to attract the high quality, beautiful, and intelligent women of their dreams. ASAP without fear, frustration, or wasting any more time with disappointment, rejection, or regret. So welcome to the show, Brody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, super excited to be here, Mana. This is going to be a juicy conversation. Yeah, I know that there's a lot about the archetypes that I'm familiar with the overview, but there's a lot that I have yet to uncover. So I'm really excited to dive a little bit deeper in these aspects of ourselves or our characters and the masculine and learn a little bit more about your journey with this. And that's where I'd love to start. So you now have this beautiful, amazing romantic relationship with this woman who is super supportive. Sounds like you're really met on a lot of different levels, but it sounds like it also wasn't always that way. So I'd love to maybe start wherever you feel inspired to start and kind of tell us about your journey. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like a lot of men can relate what I had to go through. But essentially, my story started, I grew up in a household with a very controlling mother. So growing up, I felt like I was being held in this golden cage where I was very safe and protected, but wasn't free. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. My mother wouldn't even let me hang out with my friends because she was so concerned I was going to get hurt or something would happen to me. She was always telling me what I could do, what I couldn't do. And she also took the masculine power away from my father as well. So she really kept him on a tight leash. So I didn't really have any strong role models for healthy masculinity or healthy femininity growing up. I had a very masculine mother, very feminine father. Fast forward into my dating life. When I got into college, I worked towards breaking free of my parents' influence and becoming my own man. I had been single my whole life because of this. I hadn't really had a dating life at all. So even once I got into college, I was still struggling. I started reading a couple books, started working on myself. Actually, the first book I read was a book called Speed Seduction. It was on how to seduce women with NLP and hypnosis, which even then I thought that was a little weird, but at least opened my eyes to the idea that, wow, I could actually improve in this area. I don't have to just be stuck with my results of no results, essentially nothing, no connections with women, just being kind of in my own shell. So I started working on myself and finally attracted my first girlfriend. We were together for about two and a half years and we had our ups and downs. It was an okay relationship, but ultimately I wasn't able to be the man she really needed because I still hadn't really broken through my own inner demons, my blocks from growing up in the childhood that I had. And eventually she left me. She dumped me. And surprisingly, when she left me, 
I was actually very devastated. And I felt like I screwed up. I wasn't being the best man I could be. I didn't really understand women and what they wanted. I wasn't in my masculine power. I entered this super deep depression. Mm. And I was severely depressed for about a year and a half and very dark place. And I remember one day I was sitting in my car at the depth of my depression. I just had this gaping black hole in my chest. And I'm like, oh my God, like this isn't working. My life isn't going anywhere. I don't know what I'm doing here. And the pain was so great. I started having suicidal thoughts. I started thinking about just ending it all. Fortunately, what I decided to do instead of that, in that moment, I, a stronger part of me, the king inside of me woke up and said, hey, you know, you could end this, you can kill yourself. But what if instead you did whatever it took to get this area of your life handled once and for all? And that's what I did. I put my stake in the ground. I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes, get this handled. I started this journey of studying everything I gave my hands on in relation to women, dating, relationships, psychology, evolution. I changed my degree from biology to interpersonal communications and relationships. I got my degree in that. I went to all these different workshops and seminars, spending thousands of dollars, getting all this information. And eventually that still wasn't really helping me to connect with the kind of high quality women I really wanted to be with. And eventually I decided to hire my own one-on-one dating coach. And that's when I finally started having the great results that this man took me under his wing. He showed me what I was doing wrong, what I needed to do differently and got me on track and held me accountable. And I finally broke through, finally had the mindset shifts that I needed, the deep inner shifts within my own masculine core that I needed. And I finally started having great connections with women meeting amazing women, having a really fun dating life. And eventually I realized I really wanted to have a super high quality woman and have a loving, long-term committed relationship where we're connected on all levels, but also changing the world, impacting the world in a bigger way and making a difference and leaving a legacy. And that's when eventually, as soon as I made that decision, I attracted my amazing wife, Antia. She's actually from Germany. We met in Hawaii. We were living in Hawaii at the time in Oahu and Waikiki. I was living in Waikiki. She was living in Oahu, and uh, we met at a spiritual self-improvement workshop, a meetup. We just connected right away. We were talking about masculine-feminine dynamics right off the bat. I invited her to another meetup, and we ended up that night kissing under the Hawaiian moon, and it was really romantic. And I told her that night, I said, you're the woman from my story, because I had actually written a story of what I called my story, a list of everything I wanted my ideal woman, and she was basically everything on that list. And then the rest was really history from that, and we dated, and then we started this business together later helping because we both became so passionate about wanting to help other singles to find the right partner for them because she had had a similar, very similar journey to me growing up in Eastern Germany with an emotionally distant household. And we decided to start helping singles together. And I'd already been helping men for a long time. And now that's what we do together. I help the men find the right woman for them. She helps the women find the right man for them. It's been a really beautiful experience. And we've helped thousands of singles all over the world at this point. So that's why I'm here today. And that's why I'm so passionate about this work and these topics. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. There's, there's so much to unpack there. There's so many layers to that story. And I'd love to back up just for a moment to kind of go to the household, the family dynamics. I think that this is something that is so incredibly crucial for all of us and the way that we form and the way that we relate, the way that we see our parents and their dynamics. And is it healthy or is it unhealthy? Is it balanced? Is it unbalanced? And we constantly, as we're little kids, we look up to role models, all of us, whether it's, who do you want to be when you grow up, Johnny? You know, like, I want to be an astronaut. Or you're looking at your parents to see what healthy relationships are. And I think that it's really powerful that you were able to point out the imbalance in your mother and father's relationship and then use that as an opportunity to reflect on your own self and realize that there was unhealthy imbalance between your own masculine and feminine. And by using that and by becoming aware of that and not to self-judgmental, but just self-aware, you were able to say, okay, so here's where the imbalance lies. Here's where it comes from. Here's where I want to go. 
And now knowing all of these kind of pieces, I can choose to navigate and create and get really clear, which I heard a lot. Once you started to do the self-work, you became really clear on what it was you did want. And in that pursuit, of course, it's never just like right away, you have everything you want. It is a journey. But in that pursuit, you went through a lot of changes and situations and relationships that taught you even more about how to get even more clear. And then you finally wrote it down and did the work and manifested it into your reality, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I just started to create my life rather than living by default. That was the biggest shift and seeing the patterns. Exactly. The awareness that came from starting to work on myself and starting to see, oh my gosh, okay, I'm out of balance, just like my parents were out of balance. And if I want to have a better life than they had, I have to start getting into balance. I have to start working on myself. I have to start discovering more about myself and learning about masculine feminine energy and the archetypes and what it means to be a man and how to create rather than just be at the whim of experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that you pointed out was the fact that taking responsibility for where you are and and what you've created and what has happened and how can you use this instead of playing the victim mindset of like, oh, my mom was super masculine and didn't show me how to be a man being like, hey, listen, like I can learn from my parents and choose to take responsibility and move forward in a way that I want to so that I can be the change instead of just be talk about how, why I can't be who I want or live the life I want or have the love I want. Oh, it's so true. I mean, so many people, we see this all the time and this could have easily been a path I went down. So many people, I feel they actually purposely, unconsciously, but purposely in their unconscious, live lives that are horrible because they're secretly trying to get back at their parents for having such a horrible childhood. And they're saying, look, it's your fault. I just want to show you what you did so I can get back at you for the horrible parenting job that you did. So I think just that awareness of taking control of like forgiving your parents, forgiving yourself, forgiving your parents for what they did or didn't do when you're growing up and saying, now it's up to you. Now you can be the adult that you never had. And you're going to take control of those patterns. I think that's a huge starting point to get out of any sucky situation in your life. I think that's a big root of the cause for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we all in some way, shape or form. I mean, some people have amazing childhoods and bless them. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear that that is a thing. But I think a lot of us have some sort of imbalance in our relationships with our parents. And I know for me personally, the moment that I decided to have compassion and realize that my mother, and my father, they did the best they could with what they were given and just release all of the other should have, could have, would have, and just really, truly have so much compassion for them. I began to have compassion for myself. And I feel like that's been been huge in in personal growth and self-development. Yeah, that's a massive step. If everybody in the world just did that, forgive their parents, I think we would see huge shifts in the world. But yeah, it's massive. Mm, So good. Awesome. So I love the talk around masculine and feminine, and it's been something that's been coming up, I think, a lot, at least in my sphere and the people that I'm working with. And I really feel that there is the imbalance that had for so long, and we're starting to become aware of the imbalance. Therefore, we're starting to be able to change it. I know that last time I talked to you, we were talking about the different archetypes of man. One of the archetypes that you brought up to me was harnessing the power of the inner wild man. I would love if you want to give kind of a brief overview of what archetypes are. So for anybody who's like, wait, archetypes of men, what? They can kind of get a background and then we can dive a little bit deeper into the wild man. Yeah, definitely. It's a great topic. And the way I like to introduce it is if you're having any problems in your life, like I mentioned before, 
probably boiling down to the fact that you're out of balance within yourself. There's either a part of you that you're repressing, or there's a part of you that it's being overexpressed, or there's parts of you that are in conflict, they're fighting each other, or you're just out of balance. You're just not a whole human. You're not a whole man. This was true for myself in my journey. One of the big things I had to learn, this also leads into how to create a healthy masculine feminine polarity, a masculine energy if you're a man, feminine energy if you're a woman, is having these parts in balance. Because I feel once we're in balance, we naturally express our core essence. We don't need to force anything, nor do we need to suppress anything. It naturally comes out. The key to getting into balance is to first off, learn about yourself and learn about the different types inside of you and become aware of what are the parts that you are not expressing fully? What are the parts that are being repressed? So the way I look at it, one of the models that I created, I added two parts onto this, but the original four came from Carl Jung, is the six masculine archetypes. Six masculine archetypes start out with the four basics, which is the king, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. And there's actually a book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, if you want to go deeper into those archetypes. But over the years of doing this work, I realized those four didn't encompass all the ranges of which a man is needing to embody himself or a woman. There's also the opposites of these for women as well. So the other two that I added on is the little boy and the wild man. These are key to add in different forms of energies, the complete picture. Just a brief overview. The king is that part within you that's the leader, that sees the vision, that makes the final decisions on things. The warrior is that part of you that gets things done, that makes it happen. The lover inside of you is that part of you that enjoys all the pleasures of the senses and can feel and can be sensual. The magician inside of you is that part of you that likes to solve problems and be creative and be artistic. The little boy inside of you, or little girl for women, the little boy is that part of you that just likes to play, to have fun, to be curious, to be innocent. The wild man inside of you is the fundamental masculine core. The wild man is that part inside of you that is purely instinctual, that is like a caveman, that's like a Neanderthal in some ways. It's the most primitive part of you that has the primitive instincts of reproduction and killer instinct is in there, wanting to eat, wanting to survive. All those primitive instincts are inside the wild man. So it's the most untamed and most in touch with nature, the most natural part of you as well. Those are the basics of the six archetypes. And you can actually map these out for yourself and look at with those six fundamental archetypes, the key to start working with them is to go through them with yourself and say, how expressed am I in each of these archetypes in my daily life, in my regular life? So you can ask yourself this question right now. How expressed are you in these archetypes? How strong is your king? How strong is your warrior? And you can rate them on a scale of one to 10. How strong is your lover? How strong is your magician? How strong is your little boy? How strong is your wild man? And you can start to see where you might be out of alignment. You say, well, I'm really good at being in my lover. I'm really good at like cuddling and being spiritual and enjoying nature and just enjoying connection with people. I'm really good at that, but I'm really bad at making decisions or having a plan for my future, which would be the king and the lover. Or I'm really bad at getting things done and accomplishing tasks off my to-do list, which would be the warrior, or I'm really bad at finding solutions or being creative with my problems, which would be the magician, or I'm really bad at embracing that wild part inside of me that just wants to be free and and that part of me that I'm, I'm really bad at expressing my inner desires, letting those come out and being in harmony with those, which would be the wild man or the little boy. I'm really bad at playfulness. 
and being curious and just letting myself have fun and be on the playground to look at which of those parts for you may be weak and which are strong. Some of those also might be what's called a strong suit. They call that in, uh, in Landmark, but it's a part that you rely on too much. You're like, I'm really good at getting things done and you're just a workaholic and you get it done all the time. So to look at what is the strong suits and what are the weaknesses. And now it's about getting that balance. So that's the first part that I recommend starting with these archetypes is starting to get an analysis completed. And sometimes you need to work with a coach or a mentor to really get clear on where are these in conflict? Where are you suppressing certain parts? Because usually why you're weak in a part is because you're actually suppressing it. And then you can start to work towards getting into balance. Does that all make sense so far? Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm familiar with them in the feminine version, like the queen and the maiden and yeah. They're all equally expressed in the feminine as well. Okay, so tell me a little bit more. Let's let's dive into the wild man. (laughs) So the reason why the wild man is so important for men in particular, I feel, is because the wild man is the masculine core, the masculine essence. Now, the reason why the wild man is so important is because masculine feminine polarity. Now, especially if you're a single man right now, if you're a man who's struggled in the past with relationships with women, either things have come out sideways, you enter a relationship with women and the women get angry and you don't know why, or the women are upset, you don't know why that you've dated in the past, or you don't find you can create that attraction, that chemistry. Maybe you get put in the friend zone a lot where you have a lot of female friends, but when you're interested in them, they don't reciprocate that. They're not romantically or sexually interested in you. There's not that spark. There's not that chemistry. Maybe you've even had women and have told you, I don't feel that chemistry. I don't feel the spark. I don't feel that passion. passion. Yeah, passion. Exactly. So if you're getting those symptoms, that's a great sign that you're not in connection with your wild men. You're not in connection with your masculine core. Because if you're in connection with your core, you're naturally going to be attracting feminine women. You're naturally going to be attracting the feminine to you. It's like a magnet. It's a law of polarity. When you're in your masculine, you can't help but attract feminine beings to you because it's a law of the universe. It's a division of labor where those energies seek each other out because you offer something to a feminine creature when you are strong in your masculine energy. And same with women, you offer a unique energy to the masculine being when you are in your feminine expression and the beauty of that. That's the reason why the wild man is so important because you can get into your masculine core through the wild man. Now, the reason why the wild man is so challenging for men is because I found we've repressed it. Myself included and many men in the world, we have repressed our wild man. We've been taught that the wild man is not good. The wild man is dangerous. The wild man is not safe. If you embrace the wild man, you're going to be like one of those assholes out there who abuse women and who destroy the world and who make all these bad things happen, wars and things like that. If you tap into that wild man, you're going to be a bad man just like all the others. So we as men were taught, oh, we should feel ashamed of that part in ourselves. We all have it. There's no way you can get rid of any part, by the way. We all have it inside of ourselves. But if we think something inside of us is bad and we repress it, there's going to be consequences of that. It's the law of matter. You can't, matter cannot be destroyed. It can only change form. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change form. So what happens is when you suppress your wild man, it changes form and it becomes the very thing that you're trying to avoid. When you suppress something, it becomes a shadow of itself. And so what happens when you suppress the wild man is it becomes a shadow wild man, which will come out in very disgusting and sideways and dangerous ways. So that's when you have instances of people being passive aggressive or people who seem to be one thing, but behind the scenes, they are the other. We saw this a lot with the Me Too movement. A lot of men who are supposedly good men 
out there who are speaking up about the virtues of feminism and the virtues of being a civilized man, behind the scenes, we find out these very men were the ones who were paying women to watch them masturbate in front of them or they, who were sexually harassing women behind the scenes and doing all this disgusting, weird stuff because they were suppressing their own parts. The ones who speak out the most are often the ones who are most judging themselves for those very things they're speaking out about. And it comes out sideways. And that's actually what leads to the shadow masculine of people becoming violent, people becoming abusive, people becoming destructive when they're suppressing this energy. So the key is just to understand why you may have suppressed it. If you were taught by your parents, if you're taught by your mom, no, you have to be a good boy. You can't do that. You have to sit down. You can't run around. You can't express yourself. You have to suppress that. Then that's one of the causes that has happened to you why you're not in your masculine energy because you have been suppressing it for years. You have been locking the wild man in a cage. There's a great story that I'll share really briefly that actually really is where the wild man came into our Western consciousness, the archetype of the wild man. So there's a great story called Iron John. Sometimes it's called Iron Hans. It was written by the Brothers Grimm. Now the story of Iron Hans is there's this village in a forest, this kingdom in this forest, these men were going out, these hunters were going out into the woods, and, but suddenly the hunters were not returning. People were not returning when they would go out into the certain forest. And finally, the king said, okay, I'm going to send soldiers to go find out what's going on in this forest. So the soldiers went into the forest, none of them returned. And then he sent a hundred more soldiers and none of them returned. And finally, he gave up and he said, okay, nobody's allowed to go into this forest. This adventurer came into the village. He said, I'll find out what's going on. And he had to go into the forest and he had to find out what was going on. So this adventurer went to the woods. And he went to this pond and, and he was by this pond and all of a sudden this hairy arm reached out and grabbed his dog, pulled it into the pond. And he said, okay, I think I found the problem. And he grabbed some buckets. He got the villagers. He got the other soldiers. They grabbed buckets and they bucketed out the pond. And at the bottom of this pond was this hairy, dirty, slimy creature, this wild man at the bottom of the pond. And the soldiers captured the wild man. They took him to the kingdom and they locked him in the cage in the middle of the village for everyone to see and to look at and to throw things at him. And then eventually, the wild man was there for weeks, and eventually people started forgetting about him. And then one day, the king's son, the prince, was playing with his ball. The ball rolled into the cage, and the wild man took the ball, and he said, I will not give you back your ball unless you go and get the key and let me out of this cage. And the boy said, no, I want my ball. And he said, no, give me the key to the cage. It's under your mother's pillow. So the boy said, okay, I'm going to do it. And so he went to his mother's bedchamber, took the key from under her pillow, let out the wild man. The wild man grabbed the little boy, put him on his shoulders and said, okay, you're coming with me. And he ran into the forest and took him along with him. And then eventually the story progresses. But the, the key here is that the wild man, there's so many metaphors in this story. And this is where he first came in Western consciousness, this idea of the wild man. But the metaphor is this is what we have done as men. We have kept this wild man under this layers of water in the depths of the forest. And then once we started getting in touch with him, we still kept him in a cage, but we never let him out of the cage is eventually in the story, what happens is the wild man mentors the young prince and he eventually gets into this other kingdom and ends up defeating this other army with the help of the wild man and he becomes the king of this other kingdom. That's how the story progresses and that's how it can progress for us as men is that when we actually integrate the wild man, when we use his power for good, we can then become the full expression of the powerful men we're meant to be. And that's also, by the way, what will attract women to you. This knowingness that you are not suppressing these parts of yourself, that when you need to, you will take action. When you need to, you will defeat the enemy army. You will kill the lion that's trying to attack your wife and daughter in the cave. 
you will ravish your woman when it's time to ravish her and show her the depths of your passion. You'll really go to those limits and you'll go to that depth of your instinctual self and not be repressing that, not be afraid to embrace that. Those are some metaphors and analogies to start working with, with this knowledge of the wild man power. And I'll go into more in just a minute, but I want to connect with you again, Amanda. Does that all make sense so far? Do you have any questions on any of that? It's really interesting because I hear that and I hear the story of the wild man and it's obviously, I'm like, yeah, go wild man. You know, (laughs) it's exciting. I feel my biggest awareness having worked with men is that there are many different aspects of ourselves that we repress, and this is male or female. But one of the ones that I've been working on a lot with men is repressing their feminine. Because we also teach, going back to childhood, what we're taught by our mother and our father is, grow up, Johnny. Big boys don't cry. Don't be a pussy. You know, all of these things that prevent men from truly tapping into their emotions and truly tapping into what is really coming up for them because you're not allowed to express, you're not allowed to get support, you're not allowed to get help. I mean, even thinking about personal growth or yoga or meditation or all of these different holistic healing practices, there's a lot more women who show up for these types of things than men. And I feel like a part of that is because we've taught our men that they also need to repress their emotions, especially things like depression and stress and pain and sadness. And so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting for me to hear this other aspect, which after hearing your story and listening, I can definitely see how this is another area, an old story that we've been taught to repress. And going back to what we said at the very beginning, which is understanding where you're at and what you're repressing and what you have repressed. And using what your parents taught you as an opportunity to learn how your subconscious has been pre-programmed to where you are today. Yeah, totally. No, that's a great point. And that's a big part of the reason why I recommend starting off with, again, getting clear on where you're at, because you're totally right with that. You have to get clear on where you're at. What are your archetypes that are already expressed? Because if some men who are listening to this may already be fully expressed in their wild man, Mm -hmm. they may already, I've integrated my wild man. I, I have my healthy killer instinct I can ravish my woman. I have my masculine passion. I can be in my instincts. So that's all good. But then they may have another issue, which would be the repression of their lover, like you're talking about. It sounds like repressing their lover or their little boy, which would then prevent them from knowing what they're feeling or being into their emotions and being able to express that, which that's a whole nother problem, which is why it's so great to work with a coach with all this and have someone who's there to customize this for you because there can be a lot of different aspects that are blocking you with these archetypes, different ways that they're repressed. And also we often have blind spots and we don't know what we don't know. We can't Mm -hmm. see where we're blocking ourselves. We can't see where we're repressing ourselves. So it takes someone outside of us to actually show us what's the missing piece here. What's the block for you? The most of the men that I work with, at least, it depends on where you're at. If you're a man listening to this right now, it depends on where you're at. If you're good with the wild man, then you're going to have to work on other archetypes. You're going to have to work on getting, like what Amanda said, getting in touch with your lover or a different archetype. Or if you're finding that you're like what we described before, you're not attracting women, you're getting put in the friend zone. This is a lot of the men that come to me, by the way. Most of the men who come to me, they're coming to me with repressed wild men. I would say 95% of the women, the men who come to me, that's the core of their issue is they have a repressed wild man. They were never taught how to be in their wild man. They have shame around it. They were taught sex was bad. There's all these different things they were taught. So they have to get past all these things in order to be a fully imbalanced man because otherwise they're just going to be the nice guy, the guy who is very accommodating to people. He's very appeasing. He's very kind and caring, but he has no backbone. He's not able to stick up for himself. He doesn't get people respecting him. He doesn't get people attracted to him. 
that's a huge problem from that way. The other problem would be a different problem, like you mentioned, where he's not able to connect. He's not able to be sensitive to nuance or emotions or his own emotions. He can't cry. And that's a totally different challenge. At least for the men who come to me, this is a primarily their problem. And it depends, again, what your symptoms are. Again, if you're having the symptom of you're not attracting women, you're not attracting people to you that are of the feminine energy, this is where you're going to need to work on. Once this aspect has been integrated, the key is you're letting the wild man out of the cage. You're letting all these parts that you're repressing out of the cage and you're letting them be free. You're healthily integrating them so that you can actually be your fully expressed self, that you can go there. Because it's not about like, okay, now you've integrated the wild man. Now you're going to be wild all the time and you're going to be purely following your desires and doing exactly what you want to do at all times, which actually can be healthy for a while to get into balance. But eventually you're going to need to get into balance where you just know you can do it. That once it's time to have sex or once it's time to have to uh, defend somebody who's attacking you, that you can go there and you can make it happen and you can fully express that archetype and you can kill the bad guy or you can ravish your woman, you know, whatever needs to happen. Or for the other archetypes, once it's time to cry, you can cry. You can express your emotions. You can be fully sensitive to the nuance of the emotions around you. You can be sensitive. Or once it's time to make a decision, you can fully go there. But you have your baseline where you're balanced in the middle, and now whatever the situation calls for, whatever your goal is in the moment, you can express those archetypes without any, like those guardrails when you're bowling, without any guardrails. It's like you can fully express what needs to be expressed. You can fully go where you need to go and have that courage and have that ability. Now you're a fully embodied man. Now you're a fully matured man who can now do what's best for yourself and for the world and for your woman you can do what's best for all those different energies because you've expressed all those. So that's going to be a huge part. And integrating the wild man, if that's your block, and if that's a part that you're missing, then so you can start to work on integrating other archetypes. Next, you can go into the magician, the lover, so you can be this fully embodied man. Because once you're fully balanced as well, you're going to naturally be in your masculine power. You're going to be naturally be magnetic. You're naturally going to be attractive to the right person for you, to your opposite, your polar energy that you're wanting to attract into your life. And now you can be that match for it and, and draw them in. So yeah, I totally agree with what you said with that, Amanda. It's very true. And it really depends on where the man is at and what his symptoms are, what his challenges are. So he's no longer suppressing. And so that's one of my main messages here with the wild man, as with all the archetypes, is you can't suppress. Mm-hmm. If you try to suppress any of these parts, if you try to suppress it, it's going to come out sideways. You can't block the energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change form you're going to end up being passive aggressive or towards yourself. You're going to end up beating yourself up. And that's usually what I see with nice guys. We have a whole training that we do called the King Queen Matrix. On one side, it's the nice guy for men. And on the same side, it's the doormat for women. And on the opposite side of the spectrum is the asshole for men or the bitch for women. These are the extremes. That's when the shadows, there hasn't been integration. But once you can integrate both those parts, now you're that fully balanced human because you want the best from both of those. You want the power of getting people to respect you and standing up for yourself and making things done that the asshole or the jerk has. But you also want to have the kindness and the connection to your heart that the nice guy has. So you're balancing, you're taking the best from both of those and you're bringing them together harmoniously. Now you can be fully imbalanced man without suppressing these types because it will come out sideways in some way. Mm, Yum. So delicious. I was one of the things that we often talk about in this business is kind of like the face test, right? Like who is the person who's coming to you? What do they look like? What's the avatar, right? And there was many people or a couple people, a couple men who have either worked with me in some capacity or another where I feel like 
when you're sharing about the type of man that comes to you, I'm like, these clients would be really good. Like I got them on one stage, on one level of their personal growth and self-development. And now like helping these two men really embody their wild men. I can really see you pass the face test basically. (laughs) Awesome, Brody. Well, thank you. So I guess my last question would be, if some of our listeners here are like, I am missing my wild man. Like this is me. What advice would you give them? What are some of the things that you could tell our listeners here who feel as though they've been not connected to their wild man? What are some of the things that they can do? I recommend first off some things that I've taken my clients through. So I occasionally do a, a workshop that I do with my clients called the wild man training day, considering it doing it as more than one day as well. But basically what we do in the wild man training day is we go out in nature and we reconnect with that wild part of us. So that's one of the first things you can do, what I recommend. Because the wild man, again, just like in the story of Iron Hans, the wild man was living at the bottom of a pond, a slimy, dirty, muddy pond. He was like a serpent. He's like a dragon living in this pond. And so if you think about that image of this wild man, imagine this hairy man living at the bottom of this algae-infested pond. It's like tapping into the fundamental nature of the world, the natural world. Part of what you can do as a man is go out in nature and pretend you're an animal. Just like pretend you're like this caveman. You're one of the first humans on the planet. And you're just like foraging and foraging for food. You're foraging for a mate. You know, you're just like an animal, just like if you watch and also watch animals, go to the zoo, go outdoors and watch wildlife and just see how natural they are. See how they just purely following their desire. They just purely follow. What do I want to do now? Where am I going to get them? Where am I going to find some food? Where am I going to find a mate? You know, they're just purely following their instincts, really. If you, as a man, go out in nature and maybe just like throw some dirt around, you know, throw some rocks, break some tree branches, you know, run around, scream, scream at the sky, scream at the trees, you know, just get into your primitive caveman and just express that natural instinct that you have to just live and to thrive and to grow and to reproduce and to be life. Get into life energy, life force, because that's essentially what the wild man is, is he is life force energy. He's like pure life force energy. He is life and life only desires to live. Life desires to keep on living. So be in that energy and just express it fully. Now, one thing you can do, even without going out in nature, you can do that at home as well. So oftentimes the wild man is about expressing the unexpressed expressing your desire, expressing your anger, expressing your fear, expressing whatever emotions are inside of you, actually getting it out. So one thing you can do also as a man, if you're experiencing like you're running on a constant level of anxiety or fear or anger, actually practice for a few moments, practice in your quiet of your own home, letting that all out and expressing the fear, expressing the anger. So screaming into a pillow. One way you can do this is really easy is just jump on your bed and just start kicking, punching, screaming into your pillow. It's a healthy way. This is again, a great practice because you're learning how to express your wild man energy without hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. You're doing it in a constructive way because again, the wild man, he's power. Masculine energy is power. Now Mm -hmm. power can be used for good or can be used for evil, depending on how you use it. You can't suppress it because it's going to come out sideways. So you have to choose. The only thing you can choose to do is direct it towards a constructive cause. Because otherwise, the natural recourse of it, it's going to come out sideways and it's most likely going to be destructive. It's going to hurt somebody, if not yourself. So you have to consciously direct this energy. 
That's why you have to integrate your wild man or else you're going to hurt people. That's good. Also, that's a good knowingness for nice guys out there because nice guys, they don't want to hurt anybody. They don't want to hurt women. They don't want to offend anybody. So to realize that actually, if you don't embrace your wild man, you are going to hurt people. You're going to do more damage than you realize. The most dangerous people in the world are men who have not integrated their wild man. They Mm. do the most destructive to our civilization and to society. And it's usually in ways that on the surface seem very good, but are actually very passive aggressive and doing damage and under the surface. So realize you will do damage unless you integrate it. So take that power and harness it and release it in a constructive way. And now once you're getting good at releasing that energy and getting it out of your system in a constructive way where you're not hurting anybody, now you can say, okay, how can I also channel this energy, channel my instincts into creating, creating civilization, creating a great relationship, creating a business, creating a great life. You can channel that power And you can use that killer instinct to kill obstacles that are in your way, to kill problems, solve those problems, kill your own resistance, kill your own fears, overcome those fears, use that killer instinct and use that power to do good in the world. Those are some basic things. There's so many more you can do. Those will be some great ways to get you started on learning how to tap into that energy. Awesome. I can feel your fire and your passion. And I love it when people are passionate about whatever it is that they're doing and that they're in alignment with their life's calling. I can really feel that from you. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see now. So also for all of the listeners, we're about to wrap up here. I think you gave us some amazing tools, of course, for anyone who feels that I'm going to do these things, I'm going to embody these things. And if they want more help, how can they find some of what you're doing or how, what's the best way to get in connection with you, Brody? I'll add that into the reason why I'm so passionate about this work is because I see the world heading towards a scary place. For the men out there. I feel for the men who have not integrated this part. And we need to step into this power, not just for yourself and having the life of your dreams and the woman of your dreams, but for the world. So the way to get in touch with me to, to start that process and do this together, because I really want to help you and I want to help the world in this way, we can integrate this masculine power in a constructive way. Go to my website, which is winthewoman.com. So again, I focus primarily on getting you into your power so you can attract the woman of your dreams. You can attract the relationship of your dreams. And even if you're in a relationship, but you're finding that your woman's getting angry or upset, this will help you to integrate so you can have the harmonious relationship you've always wanted. So go to winthewoman.com. If you go to my site, you can actually get a link. There's a special link I have on my site now where you can get to my online calendar. You can book a time that we can uh, talk together and we can do a one-on-one session. I'll offer that complimentary where we can go deep and explore and see where the sticking points are for you. I can give you my advice and get you on the right path to integrating your mask in a healthy way and attracting the love, the romance, the life of your dreams very quickly. So yeah, again, winthewoman.com. I do have a couple spots available right now, I believe on my calendar for that. And while they're available, I'd love to help you with that. Awesome. Brody, thank you so much for helping dive into this topic. Look forward to hearing what the audience has to say. And thank you for doing the work in the world of helping men embody more of the wild man and attract the beautiful, amazing, romantic partnership that many of us are hoping for. Sounds good, Amanda. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Brody. Everyone, we will see you next week. Thank you again for tuning in. Adios. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. 
Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.